Happy holidays! Happy holidays! <laughs> Happy holidays, campers. I hope you're all ready for, well, the holidays. But I'm sure you're more like me and you're just trying to figure it out and you're trying to make it through the rest of the week. But hey, that's okay because it's a holiday. So we should be enjoying just the feeling of Christmas almost being here, right? Right. Not just, you know, stressing out about buying presents. P.S. Presents. Viewers, we both expect presents. <laughs> so if you can make that happen, please go ahead and do so. But I'd like to welcome you all back to another episode of Campfire Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. And for this week, it's finally time for us to break into Christmas-themed episodes. Honestly, I can't wait because we've had some good ones over the years. And like the one that we did about the Yule Cat. Remember when we oh, had yeah. the Christmas kitty on there? Yeah. And then also the one that we did about Belschnickel. But this one's a little bit different because... We have new mics. What? Again. And these ones actually have like the lavalier thing. So we've been testing them out. And I hope that by the end of this episode, we're super happy with them. We'll see. And as you can tell, we have Patrice here. That's me. The boys are here. That's them. And Jay Dizzy's here. Hey, So I'm excited to have them back for our first Christmas episode. And the one that I have for you this week is a story about the Christmas witch. Is she a good... The Christmas what? <laughs> is, she's a witch. I said witch. Witch. Yes. Oh, okay. Is she a good witch or is she a bad one? Well, that's what we're going to find out. So with a shout out to all of the people here as our live audience, and then of course everybody out there in podcast land, I think it's all time for us to grab our drinks. We're actually filming in the morning today, so we're drinking some coffee. Yeah. Cheers. We're chilling around the portable campfire, and it's time for us to get into this week's episode. episode that I have for you this week is about a being known as Frau Perchta. That's what Dylan likes to be called. She's also known as the Christmas Witch. Mm-hmm. And to some, she even goes by the Bertha. Christmas. Oh. What were you going to say, Patrice? Witch. Mm-hmm. Like I said, also even goes by the name Bertha. And from what I've learned about her, I'd like to use this episode as a warning for anyone listening that you still might have time to protect yourself from this cryptid. So listen up. Bertha's story has been shared for many, many years in Germany and Austria and areas all around the the Alps. So Europe. Swiss Alps. It goes very far. It, it stretches does. through like yeah. so many different countries. But yeah, so through the Alps. Uh, actually, when I was first reading it, it was like through the... I could have sworn it. they said Appalachian Mountains. And I was like, mm, that's America. I think I know that. Because <laughs> we did some stories. And so different witch. But it's the Alps. And that's in Europe. 
And so the story's been shared for years and years. It's gone generation to generation. And we're talking about olden times. So just go the back. The 90s? That's not old. <laughs> so, excuse me. <clears throat> so what I'm able to gather is that there's a tale that was told to children and to people in hopes of keeping everybody accountable for their doings of chores and whatnot throughout the years. And once again, people have gone overboard because the story that I have for you of Bertha, well, she's a force to be reckoned with. So first, if you're wondering what she looks like, people claim that she's a hybrid of a demon mixed with an elderly woman. And she actually has a very sharp, long-beaked iron nose. Iron? Iron. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then she dresses in all rags, and it like it turns into a dress ultimately. And under that dress, she hides a very long, sharp knife. Now there have been other details that said that she had a goose-like leg, you know, and that's why people eat goose during the holidays. I don't know how true that is. What? Like a peg leg, but it it looks like a like a clubbed goose. I don't know. And so there's a little bit of things, but basically you're looking for a demon-like old lady with a very sharp beaked iron nose and just so you know she's carrying a concealed weapon on her <laughs> she's packing and so in terms of abilities that she has she can fly oh. and she's able to break into your house without giving you any indication and she also carries around a sack filled with something that i'm going to promise you don't want to know what it is and okay well you talked me into it and i'll tell you but I had to break some things down first. So, you know how in previous stories I told you about Belschnickel? And you might have heard of him from, like, The Office. And Oh, yeah. Were you on the episode when we did Belschnickel? I might have been. I don't remember. Well, in that episode, basically, Belschnickel was the friend of St. Nick that would go around. And they would basically both, one of them would, you know, deem the kid naughty or nice. And St. Nick would leave gifts. And Belschnickel... Well, if you listen to the episode, you know how that he has some questionable tactics when it comes to naughty children, right? So that all happens, and it leads up to Christmas Day, right? Well, just when you thought that things wouldn't, you know, get any worse, like, just when you thought, okay, I made it to Christmas Day, I'm solid, St. Nick, Belschnickel didn't bother me, well, in enters the Christmas Witch. Yes! And yes... For those of you at home who might still be wondering, I am saying witch. Uh, that's questionable. <laughs> I'm not sold. Okay, so usually she comes out and about during the 12 days of Christmas, which I might not be alone when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like when I first heard this, I literally thought that these were the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Okay, that's what, kind of what I would think. Right? Okay. Phew. And then I also was thinking, I was like, oh, is this some kind of like ABC Christmas special? You know, where it's like the 12 days of Christmas, we're going to play Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The, the lonely farmer <laughs> falls in love with the rich. That's the, Lifetime. Oh, that is Lifetime. <laughs> I'm talking about like like the Peanuts Christmas movie. And oh, like, I like the Peanuts Yeah, Christmas like all these classic movie. Christmas movies. And if you're Patrice, then you're looking for those. The lawyer that has to get out of the city and falls in love. He's like, I can't wait for the 12 days of Christmas. When's that come on? But 12 anyways. days of Christmas and a box of wine. 
Nothing classier than a box of wine. Okay, so there actually is a 12 days of Christmas, but it actually takes place like starting on Christmas Day, and then it leads up to January 6th. So all this is like Christmas days, from what I think that I understand of this story, is that Jesus was born on Christmas Day, right? And then it took 12 days for the three wise men mm-hmm. to actually find, you know, the North Star and then get over to where he was and right. bring him the gifts that they brought. So he didn't get his gifts on Christmas? They were late? You know, I don't know the details of that, and we probably should have had Lori here to explain it to us because yeah. she's a resident religious person, as you <laughs> can tell from the last couple episodes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, Patrice and I are just trying to make it work for as good as we could. So. Yeah. I went to church once. Hey, we go for midnight mass, you know, makes... So what's that saying for people? The seasonal Catholics? Yeah. I don't know. I always felt more spiritual. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So anyway, so there are 12 days of Christmas, and it starts Christmas Day, and then it goes into January 6th, which is also known as Epiphany. I don't know if it's like Epiphany Day or anything like that, but it is also known as Three Kings Day. Okay. And I feel like I've seen these holidays like on calendars. You know, like I'm like Three Kings Day. Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. And Wait, do I get presents? Oh no, not a real day then. <laughs> then I was also like, you know, like oh, I've heard them in Christmas songs. You know, the Three Wise Men and things like that, and the right. tales that are told during these times and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, all this stuff is tracking, and I think that I was able to connect all these dots. And it all makes sense. But from what I'm saying is Christmas Day is known to start the 12 days of Christmas, which, like I said, leads into January 6th. So Epiphany Day. And that's when the Christmas beep, Christmas witch. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now you're just gaslighting me that you're not saying it. (laughs) So that's when she wakes up and she's ready to start her torment for the holiday season. So she wakes up on Three Kings Day. No, no, no. On Christmas Day. Oh, on Christmas. Yeah, and she comes around. Oh, so she has 12 days. So that's where I'm lightly getting lost in the story because some of the details add up to it being January 6th, which is like her most active day. But in my understanding, she does this for 12 days. That's what my understanding is. Well, maybe that's just like the peak of her bloodshed. Maybe, but like from what I'm kind of understood of her story is like she doesn't want to bother people throughout the holiday, but after it's like time for the reckoning. Yeah, kind of. Thing. You got a gift and you ain't deserve it. Well, depend. I mean, if they don't get through, if they get through Belschnickel and then they come up to the Christmas witch, I'm like, so that's what I'm saying. This is just the warning episode. But anyway, so she leaves on. The Christmas 12 days nonsense. And then she flies to the sky to visit people all around the world. So it's not just Germany. It's not just Austria. It's not just those things. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere, apparently. And here's what she's checking for. First, that the kids have been good all year. And they've worked hard to help their families and get all their chores done and things like that. Jay Desi's out. I was going to say, that's why you got a little bit of time to figure it out. And then second, that the house is all clean, so that, uh, yeah. Dylan's out. I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can with what I got. And then thirdly, and then thrice. <laughs> thrice? <laughs> yeah, as I should have said, 
is that the women of the house have finished weaving all of the flax that they've had before January 6th because by this day they need to have a loom ready of full linen to weave. And I'm not really sure what happens to the dads or the men of the family. I'm not sure if she just kind of lumps them in with the kids, you know, with like the cleaning aspects or not. But I'm not sure if maybe we all just dodged a bullet like that. I'm like, well, hey, you know, I, if I don't have to clean, and if I am a child, it sounds like I'm good pay this my year. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm not sure if they just dodged a bullet or not. But anyway, so if for some reason that she deems any of these things are inadequate, then there are some repercussions. But before I share that, I think I wanted to explain the whole flax and loom conversation. Did you understand that, that stuff? I don't know what the flex is. I mean, I know what a loom is. You do? Okay, so you can explain to me if I explain it wrong. But flax is a plant. It's not just like the seeds, like the flax Real. seeds that you add Real. for your diet. Um, and, you know, if you guessed that, then that's awesome. But maybe you didn't. So basically, they use the flax plant to make like linen and yarn. Does it produce like almost like a cotton type of thing? Yeah, so you remember okay. like Rumpelstiltskin? That's the thing that I'm thinking. You know how they spin straw kind yeah. of thing? That's kind of what it is. And yeah. like you spin it to make like the yarn and material to make right. clothes and stuff like that. So that's what the flax is. And it's important because that's where I was getting confused with the story because she doesn't want women to be like doing all these things like with the flax during the holiday time. Like, it's supposed to be in preparation for January 6th, which is when you're going to have it all done. So it's supposed to all be done, like all the flax is supposed to be spun, let's say. Yeah, by the time that she comes to your house to see. So I don't know if she's just, like, getting an early start with the beginning of the 12 days. And then mm. she's like, January 6th, if it's not done for sure, for real, for real. I warned you! Yeah, kind of thing. Like, so that has to be done. And then the loom, which basically is the machine that you're going to use to, like, create the different... Yeah like cloth materials it's like the thing where it has like all the strings across it and then you like which mm. how do they weave it through and you know and then you use the like wooden yeah to pull it all down, tight down. It together mm -hmm. so that's what a loom is and that's what the flax is and if you didn't know that then now you do and if you did then show off <laughs> but anyway back to the story and these repercussions so for the kids if she thinks that you were good and you did everything that she expected of you all year long and she'd leave a coin in maybe your shoe or around the house. And you're chilling. You don't got to worry about it. If you see that coin, you're good. But if you weren't, then she might just get that sack that I was telling you all about earlier. Remember how I told you that, you know, you didn't want to know what was inside of it? Well, did you really think that I wasn't going to tell you what she's going to do with that sack? So what uh. she does is she comes in and she grabs the kids and she throws them in there. Hell yeah. But she doesn't just throw them in there. She leaves she their beats feet. beats them first. Well, oh. maybe. But she leaves their feet, like, sticking out of it. So okay. that way, when she goes to the next house, the kids kind of know, like, you uh, don't want to go in this set. Like, well, I guess this is it. That's where I'm going. Because I can only imagine, like, it's not just, like, someone's going to see my corn sticking out of that set. <laughs> There's a bunion right there. <laughs> anyway, so... Like, you don't want to go in the sack, basically. And I'm thinking that, like, maybe it's, like, some magical portal, you know, where you kind of disappear because you don't really hear too much more about what happens once you get in there. But I don't know that too many people get out. And apparently, you know, for those naughty kids, 
Like, she'll just grab you while you're sleeping. Like, you don't even get a chance to, like, make your peace with her. Like, I swear I did all my chores. It was my brother. Go ahead and no, take them, not me. She's at your house and it's already too late. It's already yeah. late. But if she doesn't want to, like, throw you in the sack, then there's a next stage to her torment. If that punishment wasn't fitting in her eyes, then she has another option. Because like worse or less? Worse. Oh my god. Because I mean, being thrown in a magical sack is well, like you said, it doesn't sound like anybody actually gets out though. Well, it gets worse. Oh, and well, you can decide if you think it's worse. I think it's worse. Okay. If she deemed that that punishment wasn't good enough in her eyes for you being so naughty, right? And in this instance, she's like looping in the naughty kids and also the women who kept the dirty home and didn't finish all their spinning of the flax that they had to get done, like I said, before January 6th. So they're all lumped together. She'd creep into your house, and once again, she can get away with it. You're not going to know she's there. And she's also packing, not a gun, but she has her shank with her. Her shank. <laughs> and so she comes into your house, and she's creep, creep, creeping around. And, well... If she deems that you had been naughty and you weren't cleaning and you didn't finish your flax weaving, then she'd grab you and she'd take you out of your bed and she'd slit your stomach open, take out all of your organs, get rid of them, and then she'd fill you up with stones and brush and leaves and whatnot, and then she'd sew you back up, and then she'd leave you and go on to the next house. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> uh... Well, we still don't know what goes on in that sack. I'm just going to assume that, like, you go in and you're, like, instantly dead. So is an instantane <clears throat> instantaneous death worse than yeah. getting cut open? No, that, that'd be, like, so much nicer. I think mm -hmm. getting cut open and ripped all your organs out would be and worse. And stuff rocks and straw, what the heck? Well, I mean, at that point, you're going to be dead already, I would assume. I heard that the last sense that goes is your sense of hearing. Really? That's what I've heard. So you still hear everything going on. So I was wondering, you? like, I was like, she ripped all that stuff out. Are you still hearing and processing, like, what happened? Like, maybe you can't speak, obviously, if everything's getting ripped out. But... No, she's ripping out your organs. You're dead. So anyway, like I told you, this episode is a warning. Because who in the hell <laughs> wants to have this happen to them during... After surviving the holiday season, yeah. if Belschnickel came up to you and was like, impish or elfish, you know, and then you were elfish and you, you were good, right? And you yep. got whatever little gift he gave you. I'd be like, oh, dodge that bullet. Don't have to worry about that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you can go ahead and listen to the episode because we have that episode. But I'm just saying, like, if you survived that and then, you know, you got your presents on Christmas and you ate your delicious dinner... And you're like, I did it, like I survived. And then let alone this Christmas witch is coming around. Be careful for Bertha. Like, I don't know. I would just be pissed. I'm like, dang it, they always, every time, every, every time we're time. trying to have a good time, these ignorant ass holidays be making <laughs> up some different stuff. So, anyway, this is a warning. Because I want you all to know that you have time. Oh, and also, I forgot one thing. She also expects an offering. You don't oh. want to miss this part. You know, so you know how we leave Santa some cookies, right? Well, Christmas witch, she wants some porridge. And if you don't, well, then you already know what she's capable of. 
And you might be thinking, but Dylan, you know, she's just one witch. How is she going to get around to all these houses? Well, did you even stop to think, how the hell does Santa do it? He's just one person. Come on now. I bet you kind of feel dumb now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, no, no. He has elves. So she doesn't have elves, but she has... She has people, minions, and they're actually like demonic minions that are known as the Perchton. Because remember, her full name is Frau Perchta, so they're called oh, the yeah. Perchton. And basically, they look like crumpuses. Oh, okay. So they're covered in hair, they have spiky horns, demonic-looking faces, and these are her minions that fly around through the sky with her, and they help her do her nefarious, de- uh, nefarious deeds. And, yeah. Well, and that's the story of Frau Perchta, a.k.a. the Christmas Witch, a.k.a. Bertha. A.k.a. the Christmas... Uh. Beyond! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, she has these devious deeds. And when I heard this story, I was like, how did I not find this last year? Yeah. That's a cool story that, to that share. That's a pretty good one. And I didn't know, but anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Christmas Witch. The holidays really are the most terrifying time of year. Oh, so that was a funny story that I had, too, that I wanted to share with everybody, is that I had reached out to my friend Alex. You remember my best friend from Laos, right? Oh, yeah. And so I was just like, hey, he's German. Let me ask him if he knows anything about this (laughs) nonsense. And so I was like, hey, I know it's an older story, but I was wondering, like, did you ever happen to hear the story about the Christmas Witch? Because to me, it's... She's like a boogeyman, you know, like a yeah. La Llorona. It's like something that they tell kids to just... A regional chores. story. Yeah. And so I was like, maybe he heard about it. I know it's super, super old. Obviously, you can tell because it's like weaving clothes and linen right. and yarn out of flax. It's not... If you don't clean your MacBook. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if you don't have, you know, whatever, Uber Eats, deliver her some porridge. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> but um, basically, like I just asked him, like, hey, did you ever hear about the story by chance, you know, in school or something? And he's like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's freaking Christmas. It's not Halloween that's coming up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> good point. But this really fit into like the whole podcast theme because, I mean, it has to be a cryptid. It has to be a little yeah. creepy. But also, like I mentioned this last year, and I don't know if anyone ever remembers it, but I had said like a long time ago, Christmas used to be scary. Like the Christmas cards that they had. And, like, the Christmas stories that they shared were of the Christmas witch and Belschnickel and things that like that. Stuff, yeah. Like, it was creepy. It wasn't just, like, Santa Holly Jolly. Puppy. Yeah. So, anyway, we're keeping that tradition so alive. Did, he, cool. did he know about it? He didn't know anything about it, no. which was funny. But I was like, obviously, it's an old story, you know. So, if somebody had come over here and asked me about, well, I don't know. La Llorona or Chupacabra. But those I are mean, modern. Seen... Those are, like, the Chupacabra story goes back to that like 1960 like, yeah. you know. So it's like, this is old. Old, old, old. Yeah. And even stories that we've shared, like, for some reason, the hide behind comes to mind. Remember mm. that story was about a Bigfoot-like creature that hides behind trees. And yeah. it was attacking people. <laughs> it was who, just somebody playing tag in the forest. Well, remember, he would, like, attack, like, the lumberers. And when, yeah. they, like, one of them would walk away, I'm assuming to use the bathroom or whatever, like, he'd grab him and he had, like, these claws and things like that. So it's, like, stories that... We just don't know until you, like, look into it. So we're just giving her her just desserts, and she's kicking off her holiday season. But that is the story of Bertha, the Christmas witch. And also, I did want to say that we have a new Christmas card in the works, and I hope that it's done by the holiday time. So if you do want one, 
then we're gonna have some. So I can't wait for y'all to see it when it gets done. I did my best rough draft of it, and well, it's mediocre. If you could even say that, I don't even think a baby would draw as bad as I did, but I did my best. So anyway, that is a story that I have to share with you all. I hope you enjoyed listening to it on the new mics because, well, if not, if not too then late to get that refund. I wish. Yeah, right. So anyway, well, that's the story. So I hope you enjoyed it. But Patrice and Jay Dizzy were here for this one, which was nice. And um, with all that said, we're going to have pictures and stuff. On the Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcast. I do think that I have been letting you all down with posting on those things. So I'm going to try to do some videos at the end of my work day. To like just keep you all up to date with the story. I don't know. Something fun. Like where I'll just do like a yeah, segment. I'm walking out to my car after work. No, no, no. I mean <laughs> like once I sit in I'll be like alright let me tell you part of the story. So that way you can go hear the whole thing. And then we'll try to break it down. Just a minute, like, you know, yeah. nothing too crazy, nothing too scripted with it because, well, anyway, I want to do that for the Instagram and Facebook. So go ahead and take a look at that. We'll try it out. If it works, it works. If not, then, well, I tried. Anyway, and then the <laughs> website, www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. So go ahead and check that out for source material and things like that. And with all that said, I'm going to say good morning right now. Yeah, yeah. We've reached the end of another episode, but whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening, have a good morning or good evening. I'm going to say bye. So bye. Bye.